0: Welcome to the Life Signatures Radio Podcast with Lawrence Namale. Lawrence is a life coach, author, and keynote speaker who loves to tackle different topics on purpose, productivity, and resilience. His mission in life is to awaken all your boundless possibilities available in you. Life Signatures Radio Podcast is dedicated to bring to reality every single person who knows deep down in their gut that there's got to be more to life than this. And now, he's your host. Hello, world, and welcome once again to yet another episode on Life Signatures Radio. In the past several episodes, we've been talking about the subject of preparation, and today we have prepared for you a very interesting topic on the same. And uh, today, I want us to talk about how to kill obscurity with preparation. You know what obscurity is it's not being felt, not being seen. In fact, The dictionary online describes the word obscure as not discovered or known about, to be uncertain. His origins and parentage are obscure. They are not known. They are unclear. They are uncertain. They are unknown. They are in doubt. They are doubtful. They are dubious. They are mysterious. They are hazy. They are vague. They are indeterminate. They are concealed. They are hidden or it also means not clearly expressed or easily understood. You see, I think in the harshest sense of the word, when you are obscure, nobody knows you. People do not want to deal with you. People think that you are useless and you are needy. It makes people uncomfortable around someone who is obscure it eats away on your psyche and contributes to increased negative self image perhaps the lowest point of my obscurity occurred several years ago when I walked out of my first job I think I might have talked about that earlier I had miscalculated what I needed to survive on and as I looked for another job My finances promptly were over and I had no money, I had no food, let alone money to pay rent. The landlord would come in the morning and knock on the door and complain about late payments. And He would be logical with me, telling me that he's got to pay for electricity, he's got to pay for his own bills, he has to send kids to school felt sorry for him. He felt sorrier for me because in the afternoon he would send someone to my house to give me food. I was so obscure that I started believing that my goose was cooked and that I would never ever make it in life. You see, the lowest point of obscurity is when you are so obscure even to yourself, to your gifts, to your talents, to your worth and to your contribution you don't feel like you are needed you don't you feel like in fact you are a burden if you start questioning the very nature or the very reason of your existence you start saying things like why was i born in the first place you know why didn't i die before i was born why am i why is life given to someone who is suffering why am i breathing why can't i just expire why why was? why am i even a thought you see you get to those levels of self-pity and in the worst situations in the worst situations people normally take their own lives when you start believing that you are not needed perhaps that's the lowest point of your existence that is obscurity well the truth of the matter is that nothing can be further from the truth even in your lowest state the lowest of the low, even when you believe that you are valueless you are still needed chances are that your belief is what we call based on proximity your belief has been honed by the circumstances surrounding you given that you are physically in a state of despair There is no food. There is no hope. You are meant to believe or you are made to believe that you are useless. But that is a circumstantial state. You cannot make a circumstantial state to be the foundation upon which you are making a belief about your value in life. So it is not true. Even in your lowest state, even when you believe you are valueless, you are still needed on earth. You might not know. That's the paradox. You might not know that you are needed, but you are needed on earth. You were not created to be valueless. You are here to contribute, to do something, and to offer value to someone or some people or even the world itself. Your obscurity is simply a punctuation in your existence, and you need not to believe it. Listen, this is the thing that you need to tell yourself. And I know that you, I'm giving you something logical, but not practical. When you tell yourself, for example, when you're obscure, and you tell yourself, it is only temporary. Things around you are screaming. You've not paid rent into telling me this is temporary. When in the world will it end? You don't have food for lunch and for supper and you don't even know how tomorrow will go and you're telling me it's temporary? Well, the fact of the matter is it is temporary. Look at me today. I, don't, I, I remember how obscure I was and uh, that to tell you something, that it was temporary. It passed. These things, they come to pass. They don't come to stay. So, as I speak today, I know that there are presidents as sure as the sun is out there. There are presidents in waiting, there are visionaries in obscurity, there are business leaders who have never been heard of. There are great potential wives or husbands or parents that are still unknown. There are people with great witty inventions that are not anywhere in anyone's map or in anyone's rather in the world, but they do exist. The common denominator is that they might be going through a tough situation and that some of them might even have had an opportunity to give up on being somebody in life. But here is the thing everyone born of a woman starting from jesus christ to the queen of england from nelson mandela to barack obama from td jacks to lawrence namale was once obscure in the sense that many people never knew about them you might be saying well jesus christ was not obscure but you might be wrong it will not need a front runner in the name of john the baptist to announce and point him out and say, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of men. If he was not obscure, he didn't need someone to prepare a way for him. The very Son of God was also obscure in the beginning of his ministry. Life signatures has been read and in the next few moments or few weeks, it's been listened to by thousands of people all over the world but guess what seven years ago life signatures was a mere random thought obscure at its very best you can still argue and i indeed i'm still arguing that life signatures is still thoroughly obscure in relation to the vision that i do have to reaching out to this world One of the things I tell myself about my vision is that I was born to speak a word in season to people who are weary. The funny thing is that many people would like to put off that garment of obscurity like some flea-infested garb. Being obscure is a matter of perception. Of course, people will tell you that being obscure is not such a good thing. Well, it is a matter of perception. So, the result is that many people are shouting or doubting themselves to prominence without suffering the fruits of being obscure. Many more never leverage their obscurity but spend the precious opportunity scheming for a way out as fast as possible, seeking to get out and seeking to be prominent. Well, for the sake of this post, prominence can be taken to mean the moment you ascend to your own platform to be recognized by others. It will mean attaining a goal like finally getting married. Yet, the best way to stay prominent is through the dark room of obscurity. Why? Because it is in the dark room of obscurity that you can leverage on preparation remember when i say that you should tell yourself this is only temporary yes you need to follow that statement by preparing yourself or doing something to prepare yourself because you know like that old man sitting at the bus stop that one time the bus is gonna come i'm sitting here i I don't know what time it's coming but the bus always comes so you prepare yourself In that mode of your obscurity, you leverage it. Come to think about it. There are about three things that I think you should see as paradoxical. Things that you can leverage from your moment of, of obscurity, especially if you turn it around You know, we say that obscurity is a matter of perception. If you're perceiving that you are obscure in the real sense of the word, then you can remain obscure. But if you turn it around and perceive as if this is the moment of preparation as if this is the moment that i am being planted you see when a seed is put in the ground when it's being planted it is obscure to the world nobody sees it nobody knows it but the one who made that seed knows what is happening beneath the surface So change your perception of your obscurity and start using it or leveraging it to prepare yourself. Number one, obscurity is nature's way to shield you from falling long before you can master walking. Let me say that again, obscurity is nature's way to shield you from falling long before you even can start walking. It is what you do while obscure that will most certainly count when you get your moment of prominence this effectively means that we should love obscurity much like we love the shade of a tree that shields us from the hot sun see here is the thing though we should know deep inside of our hearts that being obscure is a temporary face it It's a temporary phase of which we are in control of the exit door through preparation. In other words, if you look at obscurity as if it's something that has come to kill you, to destroy you, to steal everything that you've amassed over the years, the effect will be that you will not prepare yourself for what is coming better. But if you look at obscurity, If you look at it from our hearts that it's a temporary phase of which we are in control of the exit door through our preparation, then our approach to it will be a bit different. Secondly, obscurity is an opportunity to explore your potential. You have absolutely no idea what pressure you will be under when you're prominent in terms of your potential people think that when you have ascended when they have ascended their thrones that that is when they will need to be able to explore their potentials that is too late when nobody is recording when no cameras are rolling that is when you can explore your full potential without any form of pressure I know we need pressure at some point in time, but not the pressure to start exploring our potential. We explore it when nobody is watching. We explore it when we're obscure. We explore it when we're in the dark. You can't practice giving a good speech when you've just been elected. Can you do that? You practice in the mirror of obscurity. Face yourself in the mirror. Imagine you're looking at an audience. Imagine they're captivated by your speech and you go ahead and give that speech you give that speech one morning the second morning the third morning and then one day somebody is going to elect you give you the platform to speak and when you do it will be natural what did you do you used your moment of obscurity to hone your potential you do it in obscurity. So embrace it at all costs. Whenever you are obscure, right now, if nobody is looking at you, nobody is talking to you, nobody is, you know, seeing you as someone of value, it is some moment for you to start cultivating your potential. When you cultivate your potential, you are actually opening the door out of the cave of obscurity. Realize again that it is a temporary season of which you are in control of the escape door. Number three, obscurity is the dark room to develop your beauty. For good measure, obscurity can be a painful face in someone's life. When you're a bridesmaid instead of being the bride, when you're an assistant for years instead of Being the CEO, when you're bypassed for that promotion, when you lose that job, when you get dumped by your fiancé, when you're thrown out of your house for being late on settling your rent bills, it is a dark room. However, this dark room is absolutely necessary for any life signature worth its salt. You need this. Believe me, you do. Nelson Mandela had his 27 years in prison. The prince of egypt had his 40 years of obscurity prime minister of egypt which is who is joseph had his half youth years in slavery in prison while in slavery (laughs) can you believe that most certainly lawrence namale has had his time of obscurity too just like anybody else i remember those years when we walked in the village barefoot for our whole childhood not knowing whether we will ever get out of that village. The farthest we will go was across the district to visit my grandmama, mama to my mama. That is the farthest we will travel. And that was even far in between. I'm telling you, we were obscure. As I speak today, a brother of mine is a medical doctor. I have worked in three African countries. Worked in Kenya, worked in Ghana. I've worked in Uganda and there is no limit to what I can do. Another brother of mine has a master's degree, is doing wonders in the world of environment. Another one is a teacher. In our moment of obscurity, nobody would have told us that we would make impact in this world and we would have believed them. Our beauty and depth of our platforms are developed strong while we are obscure. In fact, it balances the equation when You stand before crowds of people, and they know that, you know, you were not born with a silver platter. That you've learned things the hard way. That you know what obscurity means. It's so beautiful. But when you're going through it, (laughs) it's not fun. A great mango tree was once obscure, an obscure seed. Look at your obscurity season as a seed, rather than an eternal season of harvest stay inspired and stay on purpose while in obscurity however what you do during your obscure years is absolutely important what if you renamed your obscure years what if you called it preparation time and i like it when you read the bible it says god named the darkness night you know what night is it's a season it has a time limit The moment he named it night, then day will be spelled the night. And that's exactly what we can do about our obscurity. We name it. This is temporary. This is preparation time. There's going to come a time for me to perform. But now it is time to prepare. It is time to learn. It is time to grow. So let's say you're a regular guy who attends church every Sunday faithfully and just goes through the paces and goes back home. If you didn't show up, no one will notice and no one will even miss you. (laughs) Then let's say one day on a Thursday evening, you receive a phone call from your favorite pastor who asks you to be the one to deliver the sermon on Sunday, that very Sunday, in less than three days. Let's say that you have no way to say no. You've been given an offer you will not refuse. Let's just say the consequences, we can't talk about them. What kind of preparation do you think you will put Mm up? What kind of priorities do you think you will have for those three days? Would you appear in life the same way? What will be the most urgent thing in your life? Well, by now, I'm sure you're aware that I missed the chance to go to university. Bizarrely, a very long story. When I had an opportunity to study management information systems, I took it. Like a hungry lion that had not eaten for weeks. Ravenous is not what you would have called me. If someone came to the library to see me study, my goodness, I was a spectacle. I had missed my moment, and just this small moment that I'd grabbed, I took it with all gusto. There were volumes upon volumes of books on my desk. Madness made people who were joking about their studies feel guilty for wasting their parents' money on school fees. Frankly, that is the best preparation I've ever mounted in my life. The curious thing, though, is that what I considered a lifetime was actually just a passing cloud for others. In other words, it was my lifeline. But other guys were going through that diploma course. pass time so that they can go later on to their degree courses some of my schoolmates were attending the course just to pass time for me that was it that was my lifeline at that time literally and such is the paradox of life you know life will always give us an opportunity the interesting thing is that we will never know what we are preparing ourselves for but life needs us to make some preparations in order to perform well when uh, the chance comes on the big stage. Probably the pastor will never call you on a Thursday evening and ask you to take over his service on Sunday. But guess what? Life has called you and asked you to take over your calling at some point in time in the future. The question that I'm asking you today is this. What kind of preparations are you making towards that performance? I look forward to the day that we will all consider each minute so valuable in life that we want every last drop of our sweat and blood to count every single microsecond. There are two quotes that come to my mind. The first one is by the legendary John Wesley who said, Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, for as long as you ever can." The number one reason why people do not make now a serious moment is that they cannot seemingly connect their efforts of preparation today to a paycheck at the end of the month or at the end of the week. Think about that. Something about not being paid at the end of the month or at the end of the week causes many people to take for granted their preparation. You know, if I'm not going to be paid for it, why should I even bother? If I'm not going to get paid for this podcast, why should I even podcast it? It is astounding how much time has been passed on worldwide and productively by the time I finish this episode because people are thinking they will not get anything, any monetary value from their preparation. You have gifted writers who are not writing because no one is going to pay them. They don't have a contract or they are not a columnists. You have gifted songstresses who are not singing because they have no singing gig. You have gifted orators who are not delivering speeches at their mirrors because there is no speaking gig. You have talented sports people who are not taking care of their physical bodies because they are not playing at any club. You have linguists, innovators, entrepreneurs, mathematicians, scientists, teachers, mentors, motivational speakers, poets, authors, leaders at all who are not putting any kind of preparation in their natural gift and talent because they do not see how they will benefit from it at the end of the month that is what i called earlier on in one of my episodes the philosophy of jobs and we're going to talk about that another time and so all these people remain obscure in life nearly forever you know what i've come to learn i've come to learn that you can never ever ever go wrong with preparation. You can never say you wasted time in preparation. Preparation will either grow you or poise you to take over. It will never ever fail you. That I can guarantee you. John Wesley helps you to get that out of the conundrum. Your call today is to do all the good you can. The paradox is that the preparation that you are doing is actually the one that increases your chances of getting an opportunity. I can trace the sum total of my success to my time at college, taking seriously all that was given to me, even as it was a passing cloud for others. I remember we had a subject called systems development, and in that subject we were supposed to come up with a, a programming project. I used, of all the languages, I used Microsoft Access. It has a program in there, a a programming language called Visual Basic for Applications. I took that project as if my life depended on it. I had no idea where it would lead me. Fast forward several years later, I worked for a company that needed a database and they did not know. I developed one using my VBA skills. It made me look so organized, so sharp, so confident to such an extent that our client was mesmerized. That is what earned me a place to be promoted more than 556 scales below the pecking order to be an expatriate. Trust the process. Don't put a monetary figure on it before you start preparing. Just trust the process. Martin Luther King Jr. famously said, if it falls to you to be a street sweeper, Sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweep streets like Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep streets so well that all oh, the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. End quote. And that really is the key. Life has given you and me the opportunity. How do I know that? Well, it's simple. You and I are still here. And we are still breathing. For what purpose? It is for us to urgently seize the opportunity of being alive and live with so much urgency as there is no tomorrow. That is the best way to make preparations for your success. People get chances to present themselves the sorriest and most disheartening thing you will see is an unprepared human being. I have seen them while interviewing people. I have seen them while attending conferences and events. I have seen them on TV. I have seen them everywhere. I indeed have been one of them. But right here and now, I am making a resolution. I will give the best shot that I have at the time through preparation. If I am given an opportunity to speak, for instance, you can count on me to have prepared and rehearsed at least 20 times. Let's give the world some respect and honor through preparation. Don't you think we owe the world at least that? Here is what I can promise you. You will get out of obscurity through sheer preparation. Therefore, start getting ready today. Start writing that article or book. Start practicing speaking in the mirror. Start going out for a joke. Start having an organized day or week. Start adding value to yourself. Read that book take that note meditate pray ask question uh, attend a mastermind fight for your consistency by all means start and as you keep going every action you take every effort you expend every setback you overcome every milestone you reach and every mark of resilience that you will show each day you'll be waving a mighty goodbye to your obscurity it is in your power to get this done so let's get started thank you and bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Life Signatures Radio Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, you can connect with us at lifesignatures.life forward slash subscribe or you can catch us on our next episode. Life Signatures Radio, fresh clean and inspiring.